Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of I Dig Your Soul Podcast with your host, Nadia Khalil. Today is October 2nd. It is Friday. It is a new day. Every day is a surprise day. And I think that the world is fighting for itself right now. And that is all I've got to say. There's so much going on in our world all at once that it doesn't put our questions to rest. It gives us more questions. And at the end of the day, love wins truth wins purity wins it takes a long time to get there it makes people feel anxious it makes people feel tired but if we really believe that truth love and purity will win at the end of the day it brings us together in a way that nothing else can And when Christ writes about truth, love, and purity over and over again, and I I couldn't figure out how much more could be said and why, there are certain days that show up in our lives that tell us why and that we're here to struggle through our challenges. We are not here to just have everything that we think we need because whatever we think we need now, people didn't need a long time ago. And people that and things they needed we don't need now. So it's not about need. It's not. It's about how. How are we doing this? And we're learning. We're learning patience. We're learning trust. We're learning love. We're learning compassion. And may we stay there for as long as we can, enough to heal what's around us. Because I have some questions. I have uh, Maria writes. Good morning, Nadia. Please, if there is time, I have three questions from a friend of mine who wants to remain anonymous. And I love that people's friends are starting to ask questions or the dream was through through a listener and, and yesterday. So everybody's kind of getting involved. So here are the questions. How do I deal with negative energy and rejection? How do I keep a positive mind to bring positivity to my life? And how do I learn to control my emotions? Thank you so much. Let me start with the last question first. Like I said in the beginning, truth, love, and purity are healers. We cannot control our emotions. What we do is how do we react to them? Because our emotions, we're going to cry, we're going to laugh, we're going to fearful, we're going to be fearful, we're going to feel like something's out of our control, or we're going to think it's in our control. But whatever our emotions are, those are our natural reactions, and how we handle those reactions will answer the other two questions. How do I keep a positive mind 
to bring positivity to my life? How do I deal with negative energy and rejection? In truth, when negative energy comes at you, and it's a continuous stream from that same source, so it could be a partner, it could even be someone on Facebook who keeps trolling your page, or somebody who at work just keeps putting you down, or somebody in your family who keeps telling you that you can't succeed, you can't do this, you can't do that. It just goes on with the can'ts. How do you deal with that? Because most of the time when people come to me about negative energy, it's because of the consistency and the rejection. And there's an old, old saying that I once said because I, you know, have extensive, although I didn't know it at the time what it was, and I took it very personally, experience with narcissistic personalities. And I love them, and I always will say this, I've loved them till today, but they will not allow you to love them more than they love them because that will make them vulnerable. They don't have the capacity. They don't have the empathy. But when you don't know that, you're thinking negative energy and rejection. But I remember knowing, I knew in the deepest part of my soul something was wrong. I didn't know what narcissism was. I, did, I just thought everyone had that same line of thinking and when someone behaved that way, they were, they were negative and they were mean. I remember after my first experience with somebody who had narcissistic personality disorder, because it's very important to know that it is something because it is a different line of thinking. You will not see anything past negative energy. Even a compliment has a back kick to it. And if you tell them you love them because they don't love themselves, they will fight you till the end. Because that will make them feel vulnerable. That will make them feel out of control. And you think telling them you love them, this is just the extreme case, is going to help. That's what you think. So if you continuously get negative energy, instead of trying to control your emotions and fight that every day, your bigger question is, and this is how you keep positive, to bring positivity to your life, is to ask yourself why you remain on a daily basis in a situation without getting help, without having intervention, without doing something to help yourself, why you stay in a negative space. It's not about rejecting people. It's not about their rejection of you, because if they're rejecting you, they've already rejected themselves. It's about making decisions that affect the quality of your life. Decisions. This 
is hurting me. This is difficult. I cannot live in my positive mind with this person in my daily life. I have tried everything. I know how to try. They reject me. They hurt me. They're negative. And every single day of my life that I continue to spend here, I am wasting my gift of me knowing better, knowing what to do, and my brain telling me, you can't do that. My ego telling me, you need to stay and take it. I realized that the people that I left once, I didn't know actually in the first round of my life, that this existed. Neither of my parents were. I didn't know anyone who had that personality. And if they did, they weren't able to withstand being around my family because everything was just too obvious. And they would have stood out. Then when I saw it, I thought, what's wrong with me? First question. How can I make this better? Second question. If I work harder to please, they will be happy. They were never ever happy. There was nothing I could do to make it better. The harder I tried, the, I want to say in quotes, more stupid I looked to the person. Because they're like, look at her. She's telling herself to please me. What an idiot. I have free reign to put her down. And the only time I was respected in the relationship was when I would finally get upset and they would try to re-audition to plug me back in. So when I would get upset and finally call them out, or when I actually was in the active process of leaving, they thought it was a joke. Could not believe that someone they believed was plugged in so deeply would have a brain enough to get out and get away. They themselves would never accept someone in their lives with negative energy because two negatives is a sinkhole. Purposely search out the positive mind. So at the very least, you know that your mind is positive enough to know when something is negative. Do you see that? To know that you are positive enough to see when something is negative. It's not about controlling emotions. It's about reacting to the emotions we have because our emotions tell the truth. When we're sad, we cry. When we're happy, we're really happy. When we fake being happy, you can tell. Our emotions are probably the most honest part about us because they're saying, hey, that wasn't okay. What the heck just happened? Why did you accept that? And then you're like, oh, no, no, I'm a good person. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to do that. Then there comes a day where you just said, I've had enough. I've had enough. 
I've been extremely diligent about recognizing that negative energy. Because now I, I didn't know, I, and imagine when you don't know what narcissism is, when you do and there's a name on it, you're like, oh, my God. But before you know that, you're like, oh, my God. What the heck is that? But I used to say, oh, wow, that person has that opposite mind, that, that thinking. I've heard this voice before. I've heard it before. I didn't know what the name of the voice was, but it's a mannerism, and it shows up in speech. At first, it's very lightly manipulative. Nobody has ever cared about me. Nobody has ever loved me. Nobody has ever had my back. Everybody hurt me. Everyone steals from me. Everyone puts me down. I hate people. They've all told me that, by the way. All three. I hate people. And I thought, what what am I doing here? That was my first thought. And I thought, oh, no, but they love me. I had a man who even secretly told me He hated his own kids. I had another one who was ill at some point. And I said, how did it feel to find out you had that? He said, relieved. Why? Because he didn't like the responsibility he had. It's too much on him. But knowing how to hear negative in the most positive light when you first meet somebody and they are at their best and you hear their voice because that's when we discriminate the least is in the beginning of meeting anyone. We always give them the benefit of the doubt because we have no reason not to. But let's say you meet a coworker and they're complaining. The first day you meet them, hey, how are you? Hey, this office has a kind of weird vibe. But you'll get used to it. I would stay the heck away from that person unless I had to direct connect with them and I would limit that. I would protect my energy. Not through fear or doubt or worry, but through love. Like, hey, I love my life. I want to be happy. And to be happy, I cannot involve this. Because this is a robber without a gun. It will take my days and obsess my mind over and over again over what this person said. Oh, you're wearing that skirt? Oh, that's where they put you? In terms of your desk location? Oh, you got that parking spot? Oh, they're charging you way too much for this. Oh, you didn't make a good decision here. You could have made a better decision there. They just go on and on and on. And at first, it's like ego. Looks like it's your best friend. They're there. They're willing to talk. They're willing to listen because they need to figure you out. But once they do, they don't talk to you as much because now... 
let the games begin, and there is no game based on truth. So how do you deal with negative energy and rejection? First of all, they're not rejecting you. They're already, in their mind, rejected because that's why they can be as negative as they are. They are rejecting their own level of capability to love. It's not that they're good or bad, but they want what they want, and they will do anything to get it, and you need to understand that. And their means to get it is negative. There's people I wanted to keep in my life. I forewarned them. I said, please, if you keep doing this, I won't know how to stay. I won't know how to stay. I want to stay. But I can't live in my life happily or effectively. I can't going on every day. That's keeping a positive mind and bringing positivity to the situation or to your life. Because now, not only did you put them on notice, your brain's on notice. Your brain's like, oh, thank God. You're paying attention. Sometimes that puts them back into the audition state, and then they stay there until they get you, and then you become the supply for the narcissistic mask come off and unleash on you. If you decide to stay in a situation, if you decide to stay in a situation that takes away from you, it's going to be hard to stay positive in a place you know you don't belong, but you are staying out of fear, doubt, worry, control, or guilt. So I have a question in the chat. Nadia, I'm sorry if you have too many questions today, but what's the story with fragility? Is it weakness to be fragile? A characteristic of the meek or a characteristic of a soft-hearted soul? How do we deal with hypersensitive people or if we are a hypersensitive person? Is fragility an aspect of love or ego or is it more tricky than a simple answer on the question? It's not tricky at all. Every single one of us feels that sense of fragility when we feel attacked by anything or when we live in fear of whatever's going to happen. Now we're, you know, our antenna's up and if anything comes close to what that's like, we feel that anxious feeling like, oh my God, I'll, oh, anything but that happening. And, and we become, we allow, we try not to be weak. But fragility isn't weakness. Fragility is saying that I can't take fluctuation. I can't handle confrontation. I can't go out at night. I can't walk downstairs. I can't walk upstairs. I can't get on an elevator. 
we create a world of can'ts. So if any one of those things happens, now we have given ourselves permission to fall apart in that situation. We have created a fragility. A table that has four legs can stand. A table that has two legs can stand depending on how they are. A table that has three legs can stand depending on how they're positioned. None of those tables are more fragile than the other. But if you put the legs in the wrong place, the table will fall apart. So if you take your strengths and you don't align yourself within your strengths because you are claiming fragility in your own mind to certain situations, certain things you may do, certain phobias you may have, you know, oh, she she has issues with that. And then everybody walks on eggshells around that person. She, she's been hurt. Instead of facing her hurt, we are enabling the hurt to become bigger. But we are all as fragile as we are strong. If somebody lines one at us just to answer the question with the negative energy and rejection, we do feel bad. And we're going to feel bad. It's a natural emotion. It's how we respond that is different. How we respond. Response is to live in greater fragility than we are going to enable the fragility to run our lives. Is fragility an aspect of love or ego? It is injured love, which creates a vulnerability if we don't face it, which allows ego to come into the picture. But the fragility itself is not ego. It just, if we don't face our fragility, if we don't say, oh, my God, I'm scared of getting on elevators. I'll never take an elevator. Do they take the stairs? And you're going up 20 flights. You can't breathe and you're sweating before you get to this meeting when you could have walked into a box, pushed a button, and just gone up like everybody else. But no, not you. You're going to sweat. All the tension is on you in your mind. That's your ego telling you you can't do, you perfectly well can do. It's not about being a soft-hearted soul. It's not about being meek. It's about how we respond to our own emotions. If we have a fearful emotion and we decide to feed the fear rather than starve the dog with that fear, then we have the makings to live in it. We make decisions every single day. What we allow to take our day and run with is who who we will become. Who you are right now in this minute listening to this show is a manifestation of who you wanted to be today, yesterday. This is what I'm going to do today. What are you going to do after the show? Is it good for you or not? 
listening to our soul. Our soul says, hey, yeah, you know what? You might feel a little tinge right there, but you'll be okay. You've overcome so much till now. Why, why is this any different? Then if you keep going, well, because, and then you give it your whole big reason why, then your soul says, oh, so why do you need that today exactly? And then you're like, well, I don't know. Um, I don't know why I actually need that today. Let me think about that. And then you think about it and you go, Huh, I just kind of didn't want to face today and kind of wanted it to just muddle through itself. And I figure I'll get to my life tomorrow. So this was really a great segue. And then your soul goes, oh, so you needed a segue. Why did you need a segue? What is it that you have to do today that you don't want to do? And why are you doing something you don't want to do? And then you think about it a little more, and you're like, hmm, why do I want to do something I don't want to do? Well, I have to do it. That's my job. And then your soul kind of waits you out, lets you do your little convincing thing. And then it says, well, why did you choose a job that makes you feel like you have to create a reason to get away from it? Then you're like, oh, I never thought of it that way. Why did I get a job that I want to run away from, but I have to face every day? Now you ask yourself that question. And then the soul comes back and it's like, well, because you really didn't have the confidence to get the job you really wanted. You felt you weren't skilled enough. You felt like you just wanted a paycheck and that's exactly what you got. Huh. Let me see. What else? Oh, and you were scared to be your best. And then you're like, wow, I think I was scared to be my best. I did underjob myself. Job down. You know how you date down? You job down. I did do that. Why did I do that? Because I've been frustrated looking at the people that are ahead of me knowing I could do their job just as good or maybe even better. But how come they accepted it and why didn't I? Huh. Maybe I am responding to a fragility in me that doesn't think I can do what I know I can. Bigger, why did I listen to that voice that took away from me and rejected my skills? How do I keep a positive mind and bring positivity to my life? Oh, it's how I respond, not control my emotions. Back to the three questions that Maria asked. How did I respond to my emotions? Oh, I coddled them. That's how I responded to my emotions. Oh, you poor thing. Oh, you can't do that. Just get the job. Just get the job. Do your work. Get your paycheck. And when you go home, you'll do what you want. 
Well, that doesn't happen. Because what we accept in one place ends up running the show. That saying, sink to the weakest link, is true. If I say I can't do this, what makes me think I can do that? Even though I know I can do both. But if I don't do one, what's going to give me that motivation, that instinct of success that I just shut down on my choice here? And it's always the people who didn't do what they want that look around to see what everyone else is doing and puts them down because they're really putting themselves down. It's a direct reflect. Fragility needs to be addressed. The conversation with your soul can be had. Even wherever you're at in life, it will meet you there. You guys have a great weekend. I love you guys. I will see you on Monday morning. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the I Dig Your Soul podcast. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.